guys. Hello and welcome back. I'm Georgia Fraser. It's time for a Mojo Injection, episode 149. It's lovely to have you back. And the intention this week is that something we say feels like a warm hug. It allows you the space to be self-compassionate because when you hear us trying to be compassionate with ourselves, it'll encourage you to do the same. When you hear us keep it real, it will encourage you to keep it real um, and know that it's a much healthier way to be if we can just speak out even when it's not easy and you know I as much as I'm open on this I have times where I think oh, how can I talk about that or certain people you feel perhaps they are more open than others and then you sort of feel like what should I share and it can be scary but I would say it's always worth it it's always worth showing who you really are and what you're really thinking So for example, if I'm having days where I feel like negative, I'll just sort of share, actually I'm finding it hard to be as positive as normal today. I notice for me, I get more judgy. My mind judges more. Um, I'm more reactive. I'm not chilled and grounded. I, I kind of perhaps go down an overthinking mode or sort of and then it's just catching it it's going all right oh my mind's a bit noisy today or my mind's a bit critical today wonder why that is and then just having a bit of curiosity there I'm a hormonal was it being a bit busy and sometimes you don't automatically know the answer and you don't have to know the answer like sometimes I wish I wasn't such a detective and always so inquisitive trying to work things out um Sometimes you just got to surrender and go, oh, well, my mind's doing one today. And when I talk about days like that and just say, do you know what? I'm feeling a bit, yeah, a bit negative today. And I think I just need to be kind to myself. That's always the answer, right? Kindness. Um, I put an article on mommyjojo.com this week all about kindness to herself when we work from home spoke about things that can stop us from having boundaries and I think the the kind of when there's a couple of you working from home life admin and work admin can really get kind of blurred and that can add on because life admin can be crazy enough with it all the work admin sometimes when you try and mesh the two and you don't pick the right moments that can add stress And also just remembering that if you do screw up on your boundaries and you perhaps go to the screen one night and you're working later than you want and you know all the right things to do, but you've not, you've got sucked in, just be kind to yourself, even if you've not had the best sleep because of it or you you feel like, oh, you're suffering from it because your mind's racing, just go, all right, okay, we'll work on the boundaries tomorrow and start each day afresh. Or if you have a negative day, let's work on that tomorrow. Um, so yeah, I just hope this feels like a warm hug to you. You're always so welcome here. Um, my lovely guest is called Emma McPherson and she reached out to me uh, a few weeks ago talking about um, her experience with burnout. Um, actually, a term we talk about um, that's not that well known. I've been asking around if you heard of this, is adrenal fatigue. Um, and it's not like the you know, when we think of burnout, we often think of corporate burnout. You've pushed, you pushed, you pushed. There's so many layers to it. Past experience, things we've been through, just so many different layers. So it was really interesting to hear of Emma um, talk about her story. And although she had hard times, and we all have hard times in life, right? Up and down, up and down, steady. It's, you know, um, 
I love the way that she's now doing great things to support other women. So she's now a women's wellness coach and she supports women with mindful nutrition, breath work and meditation, um, which is just a lovely thing to be able to do and use kind of everyone I speak to in the wellness industry has a story. We have a strong why of why we get into it and that why keeps you sort of passionate about what you do. So it was lovely to hear her story. She's also doing a 28-day balance booster nourishing course for body and soul which I'll put info about in the show notes and you can contact her um, but yeah tune into the end guys loads of hints and tips lots of kind of aha moments uh, throughout so enjoy it great to have you here let's jump in and sending you so much love and um, just be kind to yourself Mwah. Well, Emma, thank you so much for being here today. Welcome to Time for a Mojo Injection. Thank you so much for having me. It's honestly such an honour to be here and talking to you. Thank you. Oh, well, I'm really looking forward to sharing your story, um, hearing more about your passions. We obviously feel strongly about this word called burnout. And there was something you'd said to me when you reached out about... um, you know, this kind of idea we have about burnout, like being the corporate. Mm, Yeah. Go, 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 go. I mean, what does burnout mean to you? Yeah, I think like, well, before it happened to me, I hadn't even really heard of it. I think it is like a, in terms, like a burnout corporate buzzword, almost, you know, it's like you don't really think, or I didn't really think about it in just normal, everyday busy working women mums you know for me burnout was something that scared the absolute hell out of me honestly I had no idea what was happening to me or why this was happening to me everything I knew I should be doing to feel better I couldn't do it was like literally a fatigue like nothing else I've had two babies so I'm very aware of that first you know three months in pregnancy at the beginning where you're like oh my god I'm just so tired and I need to lie down the body is telling you you know you need to lie down and rest now and it was even worse than that kind of fatigue mm-hmm. and I was just so scared I just thought why why am I feeling so low so burnt out so literally like I cannot get out of bed even getting up to have a shower was an effort so burnout was something that I really did not know anything about until it happened which is why I'm so passionate about sharing my story talking about it making it okay making it known to people that if they are having these kind of feelings there is a reason and you are not losing your mind because I really did feel like what is going on? You know, I, I was not myself at all. And it was a really, really dark, dark, scary place. And I'm just passionate about not really, you know, helping other people that if they are there, it's okay. And you will feel better again. And there are strategies to put into place that will bring you back to feeling stronger and better within yourself. And also putting the message out there to prevent women from getting themselves into that state that I was in, you know, because it was a series of traumatic events that I hadn't properly processed or dealt with because I'm fine, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, no, no, I'm okay, I'm fine, I can do it, I don't need any help. 
Wonder Woman pants on. I'm saving the world single-handedly. You know, it, it was completely, I would say about two years of going from one dramatic event to the other and never actually tuning in with myself or giving myself that time to digest what had happened and move through that. So the reason I'm passionate about all these new things that I've learned to help women is to put that into place as well, to prevent, you know, if somebody is feeling like they're going through that, let's help now before you get to the stage of, I was literally in the fetal position in my kitchen, crying, saying, I'm not well, I need help. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to get to that point. Yeah, yeah. Power, you know? Powerful stuff. I mean, it's funny because I remember what you're saying about being tired. You, you can just mm. be exhausted. I remember course, yeah. my husband saying to me when we had Bonnie, our first child, you look great. Like your face looked, because I was just so, so exhausted, but I was really elated as well from all the happy yeah. hormones and just uh, like such a big thing you go through. But like my body was like, get some sleep. Like your face is like, and I was like, all right, the, the anxiety of me was kicking in, right? I'll get some sleep. Um, but it's knowing the difference, I guess, and when it's deeper and when it's like critical and as you say about mm-hmm. into your body so looking back for you, you you speak about traumatic events that happened to you do you believe these were your triggers do you want to share yeah no 100 percent. yeah they they absolutely were and everything i went through i think i was so high on adrenaline pushing me forward i've always been the kind of person who can cope well under pressure. You know, I, I do well in situations like that. I don't fluster, I don't. And I think that's what it was. It was just, so I went through, and it was funny, like even the way I talked about it at the time and round it off, you know, pe- people, clients, friends would go, God, that's a lot. And I'm like, yeah, really? You know, pff, shrugging it off. So in literally in sort of two years, I went through divorce, uh, we moved house three times. I opened my own business. I was raising two young teenage girls single-handedly, which in itself was a massive challenge and a loss. So there's that sort of grief and loss that comes with that as well. Um, yeah, what else? Then so opened my own business and two days after opening that which we we were in a whole new city I moved to a new city knew nobody because my eldest daughter is dyslexic and I believed that the school that we had found was the right school for her so completely up sticks new start moved which you know in itself even when I'm going back and looking at that I'm actually now you know because I'm so much mentally stronger looking back thinking that, that is a lot you know that was a lot uh-huh. so started my own business in this new town raising two young teenage girls single-handedly and then my coping mechanism through all of that was the gym mm-hmm. and I went to the gym every single night the kids came with me they were part of that sort of gym community if you like they took their homework mum boxed twice a week I'd done kettlebells I'd done TRX I was running you know literally wonder woman yeah 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 I'm fine I'm fine look at I'm doing everything I'm managing I'm coping right oh wow but truthfully I hadn't stopped I hadn't stopped to breathe yeah and to take in you know 
a new a, a new move a new house move sorry is is quite a traumatic event in most people's life it can be a very stressful event divorce is another huge one you know n n not alone just divorce but the loss of that parent as well you know it was it's huge massive and the gym was definitely my outlet so and it was all heavy going stuff boxing you know it was all high energy masculine energy box 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 trx run circuits boot camp i'm exhausted just saying that now jojo do you know that i'm like bloody hell <laughs> I'm like, well, let's have a lie down, Jojo. That, that's a lot. So that was that was my outlet. That was my coping mechanism strategy. And then after opening the salon, I was in a head-on car crash. Oh and God. so that took everything away. I literally couldn't even go for a walk. My part I remember my partner. Um, taking me for like a really beautiful beachside walk. I was so low, my mood was really low um, and I could barely walk, you know? So that was, that was really, all of a sudden, my outlet had been taken away from me and I had to quite quickly realize all of these feelings were stuck deep inside of me that I can't box them out on the gloves or swing a kettlebell around the place these all this all these feelings were stuck deep inside me and then just after my car crash my teenage daughter who would have been 14 15 14 at the time i think 14 um was diagnosed out of the blue completely out of the blue with ms oh and to say that I fell apart would be an understatement. That was literally, I mean, most parents' worst nightmare. And let's, you know, let's put this into context because I don't want to over-dramatize it. There are far worse off people than what I was with terminal illnesses that, you know, so, but for me, this was what I was dealing with with my daughter and it was very, very raw and, to feel that vulnerable as a parent where I couldn't make this better. I couldn't take this away from her. Mm -hmm. And I also couldn't understand why it had happened. You know, I think then you go to that sort of maternal way of what, what did I do? What have I done? You know, you blame, blame, blame. And there was no rhyme or reason. It was just one of these things. But definitely going through all of that with her on the backlash of everything else from the last two years that was that was sort of the straw on the camel's back the icing on the cake that was the thing that really threw me quite quickly into a downward spiral and it was literally as if my body just said no more no more you are going to have to stop and you're going to have to deal with all of these things that you've not dealt with yeah and it's funny because actually it's probably been the best thing that could have happened to me. Do you know that? Because now I feel so much more balanced and stronger within. Back then, I looked so strong. And there's this like this social media image of these toned, ripped, strong women. That's how, you know, I was so toned. I had a bloody six pack. You know, I'd never had a six pack in my life and guns but I wasn't mentally strong. Yeah, it's funny and that. And what is, yeah, you know, like you can have the toned body and the, you know, 
arms like Michelle Obama, you know, but my mind was not strong at all. And so now I am probably, I don't weigh myself, but I am probably about three stone heavier than I was then, but I'm mentally strong. And going through all of that and experiencing that real, real emotional burnout where the body just says no, and that is enough, you know, has made me so much stronger and passionate about sharing this with other women and saying let's not get to that stage you know we don't all have to be wearing the capes and spinning the plates it's okay not to be okay and I think so many people have really almost sort of fashionable made mental health awareness fashionable you know like oh it's okay not to be okay and self-care is you know it's more than a bath and a face pack you know there's a lot more going on that I really want to help women with and that was why on the back of all of that I've trained and became a women's wellness coach to to help and support other women. Yeah that's an amazing and it's you know because your why is so strong as well with all you've been through Mm. and I think it often takes you know I speak to so many amazing people in the wellness world and everyone's got a story because that's what you get into it right? Absolutely. You know, some of the toughs happened to you or, you know, I got into it because I've always been really into self-development. That's just part, I'm really curious and I, I love to feel like I'm growing and learning and I'm fascinated and I've always been obsessed with happiness, even though I was slagged for it when I was younger, but it was <laughs> actually, you know, who are you smiling, you weirdo? What are you after? <laughs> um, and, um, that was kind of the chat in Scotland. Why are you happy? I know, but do you know, I was just going to say that. I wonder where that conditioning came from because that's yeah. so true. You know, people will go, what's she so happy about? Yeah. You know, what's, she loves herself. You know, what, what's she so happy about? She's, you know, and, and then people say, oh, Scottish people are like the friendliest people you can meet. <laughs> but yeah. really, you know, <laughs> there's know. this kind of, Still, if you see somebody, even somebody walking down the street with a huge big smile on your, and you know, would smile back and be like, "Oh, that's so lovely! Look at that person smile." But when we're we're growing up, it'd be like, "Look at that weirdo walking down the street smiling at everyone." You know, I wonder where that sort of conditioning came from. Yeah, Yeah. my um, my friend interviewed me on his podcast, and he's from Northern Ireland and Donal, and he said his first memory of me when we met at university was me walking along the street singing and stone cold sober right and (laughs) her thought was stay back from that nutter like what on earth and I was like I had no recollection of this but I was like isn't that amazing that I was just walking around singing world I really really like that 18 year old version of me absolutely at what point in the world do we stop singing now of course thinking back to uni I never really let that you know he learned to love me but I didn't really change myself I just kept that wacky amazing on singing but obviously when we get judged or rejected it's got to have some impact and there will be things we remember you know if people kind of make you feel a bit strange or whatever and a big part of looking after yourself is accepting yourself right yeah 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 you and and perhaps not labeling yourself too strongly either as you said like I'm the strong one or yeah got to wear a cape and actually it's okay to not be strong like you can be strong 
like people said to me oh you're really strong and I'm like yeah that's nice you see that but not always not always right not always oh no and I think you're so right and that was to be honest that was the pivotal point of me getting myself better was exactly that acceptance yeah I spent so long in that burnout phase of trying to get back to that that girl you know the one with the six-pack and the arms and the gym going and I couldn't you know and I, I literally would go back to the gym and try and do all of what I had been doing and I was at scratch again, you know, baseline. And, you know, pathetic as it may sound or, you know, a bit superficial, I would be on the mat, like practically in tears going, what has happened to me? Why can't I do this? Mm-hmm. You know, and it was literally like, I still wasn't listening to my body going, Emma, just stop, right? Just stop. Yeah. <laughs> you need to stop. And I was still not tuning in. Yeah, not so- tuning in, not listening to those little whispers, you know. And even by that point, my body was proper screaming at me, and I was still pushing and pushing. So acceptance, I think exactly what you just said there, Jojo. Acceptance was the turning point. I had to accept that this is what's happened, and this is who I am now, you know. And making steps to move forward in that, and not continually trying to get back to an image or an idea and I think that's the biggest thing that I work with with my clients now is that you know removing that image of this perfect image of whether it's yourself or who you think you should be yeah yeah taking that away it's the absolutely of also how we're supposed to be and how life is supposed to go Mm, yeah this is what I had in my mind this is oh wait a second this isn't quite and then you can go down these spirals right and then the more you focus on how life should be then you start to build a story and then it's weird because when you're in that that state where you need help to dig yourself out of it like the negativity can spiral if you don't start doing some kind of work absolutely it grows arms and legs and it just puts you down into that yeah yeah and it keeps you there you know it wants to keep you there the subconscious and the ego like that wants to keep you there because it's safe it knows what's going on and pushing out of that and moving forward is scary it's unknown you don't know what this new version of you is and what the next chapter looks like so you know the ego will want to keep us safe just just keep doing this because this is okay I've got you you're safe here you know or that memory of who you once were so it's okay we'll just go back to that just go back yeah. You know, and it's a lot of doing the inner work of being okay to move forward. Yeah. So for you, when you were lying in the kitchen in that fetal position, you were sort mm-hmm. of enough is enough. How did? What were the key things? So someone's listening now, and they're like, "I need to make changes, or I need to just get out of this." What would be the sort of top things? You know, you speak about acceptance. What do people need to to do? Well, first of all, like that point where I was in the fetal position, excuse me, in the kitchen is obviously not one of the proudest moments in my life. And it's quite a vulnerable share to put out there that that is just how bad things had got. And it got bad like that in front of all the, the kids, you know, the kids, the teenagers. And I think that was a big, huge part for me as well, because again, a lot of mental health is like, 
don't let anybody know, especially not the kids, don't let anybody know that mum's not okay because if mum's not okay, then things are really not okay. And they needed to know that mum wasn't okay and that that is okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's okay that mum's um, not coping with what's been happening and things will be okay and that reassurance as well. But so being at that point really was the lowest of the low that was the really bad point and the turning point was to to reach out and get help so whether that whatever that looks like for anyone in any way whether that's reaching out to the gp a friend you know someone like you or i somebody that you think this person knows what i'm talking about this person knows what i'm going through just talking just reach out to somebody whoever that is maybe it's your partner maybe you've been hiding all of this and nobody knows Mm -hmm. just put your hand up and say because there is so much support out there and people will welcome you and take you in um, for me I didn't know anyone that was going through anything like this I didn't do really social media or anything so I wasn't following people who were talking and advocating mental health awareness or anything like that so the first point was going to the GP mm-hmm. and they were convinced that I was depressed. I knew I wasn't depressed because I didn't feel depressed. I didn't feel really sad. I didn't feel really down and low. I felt exhausted, you know, and there's there's a big, big difference between actually being depressed and being low with low energy and low fatigue, you know, and I was, I kept saying, but I'm not, I've, you know, I've, I've been depressed in the past. I, I mean, this is different. It's different. And I just don't think there was enough awareness out there of this word again, burnout, adrenal fatigue. I didn't even know what my adrenal glands were. Yeah. This was so new and so scary. So the GP was like, you need to take these antidepressants. And I was like, nope, I'm not going to take them. I know what I need to do. Give me six weeks. I'll show you. I'll be back in here. I know what, you know, to to eat well, to sleep well. I knew the chat, right? I knew the chat because we all know what we should be doing. Yeah. So I left. Six weeks. You give me six weeks. I'll show you. I'll turn this around. And I couldn't turn it around. I couldn't. I couldn't get out of bed. I was literally just to show up for the three days that I work in the salon. I would be in bed for three days. So no matter what I knew I should be doing to make myself better, you know, just go for a walk, Emma, shift the energy, you'll feel better. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't. I was just like, I just don't even have the energy to get in the shower. It was horrendous fatigue. Like somebody was literally holding you down on the bed and you can't fight up through that. You know, you're, you're trying and you're trying and you're pushing to get up, but no matter how hard you're just stuck, flat down so I went back in the six weeks and lo and behold tail between the legs no I still don't feel right I know I'm not depressed but I don't know what this is um and I was up and down I was all over the place I was crying one minute I was having hot sweats anxiety and I at this point I was 39 and I thought right it's the early menopause you know (laughs) self-diagnose it's the early menopause that's it and I went online Dr. Google, as you do. Yep, that's it. That's what's wrong with me. It's the early menopause. So went back again to the GP, convinced that it was early menopause. 
done all my blood work. No, your bloods are fine, Emma. It's not the early menopause. No, it's got to be. It's got to be. I know I'm not right and I'm not depressed. What is it? Anyway, they gave me a short stint of HRT. Even though my blood work was fine, they were just like, look, put this patch on, you know, see if it makes a difference. If it does, great. And let's look, let's look at that. And for probably a couple of weeks, I felt a little bit better, like more balanced, uh-huh. more yeah. balanced. When I say better, I was like, oh, I'm a bit more stable. Yeah. And then I just went properly batshit crazy. Do you know, I was just, I felt like what, not in control of my body, not in control of my mind. I was so angry with everybody. I would start a fight in an empty room, argue it. You know, I felt really really not right again and at this point which again was another if you're saying like who who do you ask for help what do you do at that point I thought I need to do something else because this isn't working Mm -hmm. and there's a you know a herbalist that I use for oh well all sorts of you know my supplements and things like that and I called her and spoke to her and I said do you know what you can give me can you give me you know you're looking for the magic pill aren't we we're all looking for the the magic pill so I'd had a chat with her on the phone and she said right whoa 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 tell me when this all started and these were the magic hallelujah changing words when did this all start and so just like we spoke about I went well I got divorced, I've moved house three times, I moved to a new city, um, you know, I'm raising the girls on my own, I was in a car crash, my 14-year-old was diagnosed with MS, and she went, okay, whoa, 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 stop, take that patch off your bottom, you have adrenal fatigue, bang, mic drop, change, game, an answer, an answer, somebody knew what I was talking about, you know, I wasn't going crazy, I wasn't losing my mind, somebody understood mm-hmm. and I thought oh my god thank god right and then of course you are looking for the magic right okay tell me what to do then how do we fix this yep. let's get going mm-hmm. give me the plan um and I wasn't prepared for what she said she said take the patch off your estrogen levels you know are normal and you're raising them which is why you're feeling so aggressive to everybody and snappy mm-hmm. take it off and you need to rest. Well, it was honestly like somebody had just slapped me in the face. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? How's that going to help me? Yeah. That's, not, that's not good advice. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it was the best advice. You know, it was literally the best advice. She said, you need to stop. You need to allow yourself to rest. And you also need to allow your body the recognition of just everything that you've been through and start to take care of you and your insides and looking after you from the inside out, which was something I had never, ever really done. You know, all the time I had been going to the gym, I ate really well for eating, you know, for nutritional health and well-being. I've always been interested in that. But this was the huge turning point for me. So I started to a, find out what were these adrenal glands that were so fatigued and what did they do and then once I really learned about that I thought oh my gosh it just all made sense yeah. you know no wonder I was feeling the way I did these poor little adrenal glands were like in overtime and the more I was pumping iron and throwing burpees out of the gym the more my little adrenal glands were going I'm trying I'm trying we're pushing yeah so I literally I took her advice and I rested and I allowed my body 
to feel the feels and to go through that. And I started with already a sort of personal interest in nutrition to really looking into eating for anxiety and eating for adrenal health in particular. And then just getting so passionate about that, really thinking, how many other people are feeling like this? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it doesn't have to get to that really dark place that I was in, but how many people are doing the whole spinning of the plates, wearing the cape, da da da, but we're not actually looking after our inner self. Mm-hmm. Spinning the plates, but not looking after our inner self. It's funny, someone said that when I was um, going for a massage and she did a bit of Reiki as well. And I was new to Reiki. I was like, what even is this? Oh, oh, energy. Yeah. And uh, it's like, oh, I can feel it. Um, but that's another, that's a whole other world, like the energy world and the, the world we can't see. I, I felt, felt that really strongly. But she said to me, just be really careful you're a plate spinner just be really careful yeah, she yeah. Said it. like she said it with this kind of knowing like look, look me in the eye and was like look after yourself joe now this yeah. december 2019 and then in january that's when i lost well started to lose my mind february goner in hospital yeah. i was like weird yeah 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 no i'm such a firm believer in energy and all of you know our internal energy mm. so just exactly what she felt within you she could feel that coming yeah it was just uh you know because when you're running around and you're spinning plates and you care and you you know you want to be the best mom you want to look out for people you want to yeah looking after everyone oh totally and with social media as well you've got all these things and then you're like all right could do that for them could do that for them oh how do i and uh, you know you want to change the world in your own way which is lovely but then it's knowing when your mind's just like boom 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 and racing and it's like right when do we need to get the boundaries in here and when do we absolutely take time to get still know what the body needs and also heal as well take time absolutely to work on the inner the inner stuff i mean did you find as well as resting were there practices that really helped you to heal and and build strength internally yes so like i said before everything that i had been doing was all very go 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 a lot of masculine energy and i had dabbled in and out of yoga in the past and meditation just seemed like really woo-woo and completely removed from how I was. You know, I couldn't hold my own concentration for that long. I was like, I can't, you know, I'd be sitting there with my eyes shut thinking what's coming next, what's, what am I cooking for tea? And yoga, I kind of always like, I did it and I was like, oh, that was nice. Okay. But getting myself better, it was actually breath work that was the biggest change for me. And I found Stuart Sandiman who has Breath Pod. Yeah. Um, he does some such amazing things and it's all out there on his Instagram, totally accessible. He done, he started doing morning lives mm-hmm. and it was nice music. It was a music that I kind of liked and played in the salon. So it, it was on my level, I could get it. It didn't seem so far away and so far removed. And I started doing breath work and thought, wow you know the shift just like what we were saying in that energy the shift started to happen and then through that there was like a little bit guided meditation and I could do it it wasn't you know I tried 
these meditation apps before. But like I said, I'd be you know thinking, okay, what am I doing for dinner? Oh God, I'm away again. Oh right, back, back. Focus on nothing. Am I focusing on nothing? Is this nothing? You know. <laughs> but the guided meditation, I, I I was able to do, and I I really got something out of it. And I just exactly like you said, the energy, the energy started to shift inside me, and with that gentle practices yoga meditation and breath work and eating for my adrenal system Mm -hmm. I slowly started to feel better yeah I mean so what did you what were the main changes you made to your diet diet wise I had always ate really really well but the biggest change was finding adrenal soothing foods and drinking an adrenal cocktail um, which just is soothing for our adrenal glands. And I started, you know, I drank that twice a day. That is what the herbalist had recommended. So I was drinking that twice a day, but just really being aware of your adrenal system and not just what you're putting in, but the nurturing of that as well with things like meditation, breath work, and that on top of a really good hormonal balancing diet and adrenal soothing foods really did make a huge help and that's what's brought me around to doing this and putting together it's a 28 day plan that I've put together for women and it's called a balance booster plan so it's four weeks which isn't a great deal of time to make a huge shift but the results that I've had with the women that I've been coaching Jojo is just so amazing because in four weeks they are starting to go my anxiety has lessened so much. I am feeling so much better. And it's just being there to support someone taking that initial step in yeah. that I didn't have, you know? Yeah, taking that time. Yeah. Making that, making that decision as well. Like, exactly. To surrender and to just go, right, enough is enough. I always say yes. songs. <laughs> <I like laughs> songs. Um, and just go, oh, come on you know um let's do something before it's it's too late you know before it yeah absolutely absolutely so like there's women that I've been working with recently and that's exactly that let's do it now before it gets too late you know anxiety attacks people are just and especially now since covid and lockdown it's like we just accept it anxiety is like oh yeah i'm feeling really anxious you don't have to be there are steps that we can do to put into place to manage that you know you do not just have to accept this yeah. as a way of life you know oh, i'm really tired all the time i'm feeling really anxious my energy just feels low no matter what i do yeah let's make a shift because we can shift it yeah we we can and it's it, it's it's often starts with that decision to try you Completely. know it's, that. it's the putting your hand up putting your hand up okay actually like you said enough is enough i don't want to feel like this anymore and having somebody in your corner that can take your take your hand you know take your raised hands and go it's all right i've got you i have got you come with me you are going to be okay you will feel better, you're all right, and you're not alone. Yeah. I mean, if you find your mind starting to spiral, is there something that you do automatically now to cheat, to, to help r- relief, um, to give you a bit of relief? 100% breath work. Breath work is the biggest change 
and shift that you can do and even in the, the salon I will quite often do a little bit of box breathing with women just to sort of centre and bring yourself back to centre and calm and reset the parasympathetic nervous system. I think breath work is the biggest thing that you can do and even you know the last two weeks my energy has been really low for various reasons. I've had an injury in my neck, I've been on strong painkillers and it's the self-care that is always the first thing to go. So my morning routine of meditation and breath work, I, I like to go for a run, all went again. Yeah. You know? And when your energy gets like that again and gets low and you're vibrationally quite low, that's when other people can get in because they realize that your energy is a bit wobbly and it's all, before you know it, you're at the bottom of the pile again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And again, it's these sort of cliche buzzwords. You can't pour from an empty cup. You know, and you realize, oh man, my cup's empty. <laughs> and, it's, and it's going, oh no, oh no, and catching it and getting back on. Let's start these things that we know work and putting that self care boundaries into place. Yep. You know, I saw it on an extreme scale. I, I mean, I see it, you know, just say it's the time of the month and I'm hormonal, and I'll be like, mm. oh, why? Why is that comment getting to me? And I know that, like, I'm focusing on negative stuff there. Why? Why is that? Just like with a bit of curiosity, I'm gonna, I'll be like, oh, like hormones. Maybe I'm not quite as in a good place for. Yeah, but just when I saw extreme when I was like actually acutely unwell. It was like, oh my goodness, like the anger you could feel and the the darkness. I was like, yeah. wow, like it really did feel like someone else in my body and you know I was like oh I'm really low vibrationally does that mean that a spirit's got in do you know I was really like uh -huh. in and all this stuff because that's what it felt like um I was like oh and I'm a big thinker and you know you see evil in the world and you see beautiful things in the world too and I'm like wow this feels like someone else in my body and I was like looking in my eyes and going, oh, you really weren't well then. You really, like, yeah. really, yeah. really unwell. And it, it's just a bit like, if I think about it too much, do you know what I mean? I'm like, what was that? What was that? So powerful. So, so powerful. And that, the, the negative and low energy is so powerful and it is so all-consuming. And just like you said, once you're in that and you're feeling really stuck and trapped in that, it's it's difficult to take the step to then shift yourself out of that but my goodness you know once you make that shift exactly what you've just said you look back and you think whoa that was really really low energy really low vibrations I was feeling then and I think you know meditation and breath work and movement movement is such a powerful thing because all of these events traumas that we've all had mm -hmm. are, are we store them in the body so moving them through the body is one of the most powerful things you can do you know and again you look back at these sort of like expressions that we've grown up with oh do a little happy dance you know yeah. but actually there's something in that yeah there is something is. in that because you know we our subconscious memory remembers like when we took our first steps you know, everyone, well, oh, well done, Jojo, you're walking, you're walking, well done, whoa. 
And that stops all of a sudden, but our subconscious remembers that happy hormone, that feeling. So movement through the body and doing that does yeah. make a huge big shift in the energy. Yeah, it really does. It's like, do, it's knowing we can do things to change that state. Yeah. Like we, yeah. we can do, I mean, for me, cold water was just, you know, I'd spent a, a good few years on the blog pushing running and how good that uh -huh. is and just absolutely love it cold water for me was like a really quick way of doing it so no, it's amazing I'm, yeah totally yeah. cold water even like just turning the shower cold for 30 seconds can shift your mood and just do it i mean the power so of, powerful do you know what i mean it's yeah. like the power of plants or you know and it's just remembering that on the days where you you get into that mindset all right yeah jump out in the cold plunge <laughs> yeah and it's brilliant i've not because I, after covid as you say you know when you when you're physically not there the self-care starts to go so i was like getting heart palpitations and i wasn't feeling mm. so i had to stop it and i was like oh i really miss my morning dip but it was yeah. just you know when your body you're sort of in recovery you maybe need to find other things that can give you that because you you hear of people oh, well i only do running all right okay well you kind of and you get an injury and then they get really low because they've not got, exactly and it's like i don't feel like we should just focus on well that's my thing i've got one thing and that's what helps me or else it's no. like we need a whole toolkit you, you, you need, need a whole like, a list you don't have yeah. to pull yourself as well i'm just a runner well, yeah, great. You enjoy running, but also you can be a walker, you can be a dancer, you totally. can be a worker, you can be a cold water jumper, you can be whatever laughter yoga. Yeah, you know, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. so many things, and just again making that decision to yeah. do. and and also like even thinking, oh well, I'm feeling really low. My energy is really low. I don't have the time today. I can't fit it into my schedule to do a swim a run or whatever that is there are quick little toolkits that you can have and one of mine is literally that the four-step box breathing mm -hmm. a quick easy you can do it anywhere you can do it in the car you can do it you know washing the dishes you can do it walking the dock whatever and another one is just simply turn the shower cold yeah and i say when i turn the shower cold either do a dance you know do a little dance, move the body, move the body. Whether it's you feel like this is utterly stupid and I feel, you know, like a wally, who's watching, right? Nobody, well, I hope nobody's watching you in a cold shower dancing, but just put a song on 30 seconds. 30 seconds can shift your mood for the day just by the way you're breathing and moving. Mm, so powerful so powerful because there's always an excuse right but you can if you've of not seconds then we're gonna be worried right We've yeah. all got and if you've not got 30 you've got 10 right? <laughs> <laughs> what, what so. i love about my husband is his boundaries are like work is so so busy for him at the moment so busy and we had a wee walk out in nature earlier and he's like, give me your wellness pep talk. And I was like, listen, 
you know your boundaries are great because he always makes time for his um, exercise on his lunch break. He'll do something. That's amazing. That is so powerful. That's such a good thing to do. He's brilliant. But last night he, he was frazzled when we were walking and he said, give me your pep talk. And I said, well, first we'll focus on the fact that you're out this walk. So you're doing something good. You're getting out even just for 10 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Said, You've planned to do weights on lunch. So that's brilliant. I said, work is really, really busy right now. But what I did see was, and it was just the same time I did put a blog out about well, five well-being tips um, just last night. And it, I had a lot of good points in there, but it's so easy to forget them, right? And he knows all this stuff. But I was like talking about boundaries and when you stop working, you stop. But he'd, he'd gone upstairs last night after pancakes. We'd all sat around having pancakes. I started doing a quiz with the kids. And uh, it was really fun. We're having a laugh. And I'm going, where's dad gone? And um, he'd gone up just to the desk. Yeah, so easy. Just checked one thing. And that was him for over an hour. And that affected his sleep. Yeah. It affected his mood in the morning. So it's just these little choices that we have every day. And we can get sucked into social media for an hour more than you want or work more than an hour than you want or yeah and it's just having that list and also having the time to go right why am i in this state what what's one thing i've done right what's one thing i've done wrong you know and just being not giving yourself a hard time because we all do it but oh, what thing did you do wrong what do you do right maybe focus on the thing you did right and then yeah. just learn from it you know just little and, things. and notice and what what does work for you? You know, yeah. what, what are the things that work for you? Yeah. What, and, and trying to sort of do more of that. And I think like what you said there, it's so difficult. The boundaries have to come into play with more and more people working from home now. Yeah. It is so easy. You know, the phone's the first thing you pick up in the morning, maybe just you're thinking, I'm just going to check the time. Before you know it, you've checked your emails, you've checked social media or whatever. And then you are reacting to stuff rather than responding. Yeah. You know, whereas if you have those boundaries in place, your morning routine is strong. So you're feeling strong and then you can go through your day with intention and respond to things rather than react. Yeah, respond rather than react. It's so... And when we are, in, we are taking the time to do this stuff, we do respond, we don't react, you know, we, you just have a bit more clarity there, don't you? you yeah, just... and also I think, you know, when, you, when you're taking that time to respond and not react, it rubs off on those around you as well, you know, yes. like partners, partners who are in stressful jobs or situations that maybe don't have the luxury of, you know, half an hour meditation in the morning and breath work, you know, so it maybe has to be the 30 second cold shower and a little bit of box breathing in the car to work from work, you know, things like that, that you can put into place that are doable for every day and yeah. having that self care toolkit. Yeah. So important. So important. Well, it's amazing that you've sort of had, as you say in life, sometimes you're like, what is actually going on? It just feels like one thing after the next, after the next. Yeah. But you've actually gone, right, what do I want to do? And you're now helping people to get the mojo back and with all this brilliant advice. So well done. Like, thank well you. Well done. Like, it's amazing. It's so inspiring. And you're doing writing as well. So are you 
um, you were saying about the um, what was the name of it? Speaking your truth. Are you writing? A she yeah. So I wrote my chapter in a book called She Speaks Her Truth, which is on Amazon, and it's through She Speaks Media. Um, it's it's a chapter, so it's not the whole story, but it's like my story condensed. Um, but it really kind of once I was sort of got the opportunity to do that it really made me think gosh I could actually write more than yeah. this like I think it was a thousand words we had to do so I could actually write so much more and put in everything that I do in my sort of 28 day balance booster program into a book yeah. as well you know and actually just have it there for people to have a toolkit ready there you know this is these are the steps that i took this is what worked for me it might not work for everybody but here's some of them you know try try some of them and see how you get on so i'm in the process of doing that now so that's brilliant exciting exciting. oh well look forward please come back on once you do that oh i'd love to i'd love to um it's just amazing and there's so many more opportunities now you know the publishing world is changing and as well you know i found doing my book you know if you're speaking at events and helping people people want to get your book like i'm like right hurry up get your next one out like i'm like i'm so yeah. long. i've been working on a script though so that's been my creative writing project in between the speaking stuff and everything else amazing well done so i'm doing that first and then uh i, I wrote a couple of books in that time of everything burning burning out burning up <laughs> but then it's like when you go through something it's like i just needed to park things for a bit do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah, because it comes back to prioritizing you before projects and what you should be in inverted commas doing. Yeah. You know, it's about going, no, right now, I need to look after me. Yeah. Otherwise, nothing else is going to work, you know? Yeah, it's got to be the right timing. Do you know what I mean? And you can get yeah. so, you were saying, like, no, no, move on one thing to the next and keep going and keep mm -hmm. going. And I remember when I was in hospital, I was like, I was meant to be in London this week meeting publisher. Like, what on earth? I'm meant to be on the radio. I'm meant to be doing this. I've worked hard for all this stuff. Oh, well, okay. It's nice to work hard and be determined, but it's also nice to have your mind. Yeah, and you know, the biggest thing with that, again, two things I was going to say there is acceptance. Well, this is where I am and this is what I need to prioritize. So, you know, no amount of me going, oh, but I should be on the radio right now. I should be doing this nothing's going to change until you get better yeah. so it's accepting that that's where you are and looking after yourself yeah. and you know the other thing is that whole expectation that we put on ourselves yeah. you know you don't have to be spinning all the plates yeah yeah you don't you don't it's fun to spin a little but let's just get the balance <laughs> yeah and that kind of like the whole work ethos that everyone's got i think it's great to have amazing work ethic just like you were saying you know yep you've you're doing the radio you're doing this and that's all great and you've got good work ethic you've worked hard to get that but also remembering and coming into yourself that nobody's going to give you a medal yeah. or you know checking your emails at 10 o'clock at night and being oh you know uh, she always responds to her emails you can always get nobody actually gives you a medal for that you know and quite quickly when you fall apart you're replaced oh you know, yeah it's like all right okay you're no good to us anymore next 
you know, yeah. and you think, well, wait a minute, I gave you all this time. I, I was, I'm the guy who checks the emails in the lunch, but I'm the guy who checks it. I'm online at night. I'm working overtime. I'm working. So where's the thanks? And that nobody, you know, it's, yeah. you're easily replaceable, but you cannot replace your health and your mental well-being. Yeah, so, so true. That's a mic drop moment there. That is. <laughs> Boom, That's the most important. Yeah. I love it. Oh, you're so full of inspiration, Emma. Honestly, it's amazing. I could chat about this all day. Um, but people are listening. We'll have places to go, I'm sure. So uh, I'm sure that is more than enough inspiration for the car journeys or the walks. Yeah. Or wherever you are right now, dear listener, thank you for being here. And um, I always ask at the end, as I'm sure you'll know, um, a mojo song. What song helps you to raise that vibration? It doesn't always have to be super upbeat. It can just be a song that you love. Oh my goodness. I can't remember the name of it now. But now you've just put me like that. I was thinking, what is the name of that song? It's, um, it's like a Latin dancey song. Despacito, like no? <laughs> no. it's like that uh-huh oh one of those like really like it's a, a silly song and again just quickly before I go that is one thing that I will always do to stop the teenagers getting through the boundary that's another quick 30 second energy shifter put on that song whatever your mojo song is put it on and dance dance like a crazy woman that nobody's watching and just watch how quickly your energy and your mood shifts it also terrifies the teenagers and they don't come anywhere near you oh, they don't. yeah i start twerking right <laughs> the kitchen it might be yeah, morning they all start twerking with me one of them yeah. ends had popped in and they were all twerking around the world, twerking around the kitchen at eight twenty in yeah. the morning. I was like, "This brilliant. is brilliant! I love that. I love that." Love love that. Um, yeah. What to do is send me the song, and I will. I will do. I was just thinking that I'm going to find that song and send it to you. Find it. Um, <laughs> it's um, a... I'll share it at the end of this podcast. Thank you so so much. All your notes and your details will be in the um, show notes. So please reach out to Emma, guys, and. Yeah, keep inspiring. Keep doing what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. Honestly, thank you for having me on. It's honestly been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Oh, you rock. Okay, guys, one for your playlist. Shake, shake, Sonora. Harry Belafonte. Work it, own it, baby. Shake, 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 Sonora. Shake your body now. Shake, 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 Sonora. Shake your body now. Work, 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 Sonora. Work it, own it. Work, work your body. I'm going to do a little twerk. Oh, yeah. Twerk with me, guys. Put your bum up. Wiggle it. <laughs> oh, shake, 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 shake. Oh, yeah. Guys, all the love to you. Shake it. Release that mojo. It's in there. Even when the mind tells you otherwise. Shake it. You got this. See you next week. Mwah. Mm-hmm.